This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Hey guys, welcome back to Gilmy Talks. This is Gilmy again. How is everybody doing today? I'm doing great. My guest this week is the one and only Rex the Boot Atkins. And right now he's putting out he's putting out a podcast that I'm actually really really loving right at right now. So go check that out at what your what you talking a boot. I think I got it right that time. As you hear here in the show, I do mess that up quite a quite a quite a bit, and that's okay because I tend to mess up words and uh, you guys know I I'm almost at uh I you guys you guys know what I'm at, at t- talk, talking about. I'm just gonna shout out this the this episode sponsors real quick. Bats in the Belfry Art. Go check those guys those guys out. She is taking commission work right now, and her stuff is absolutely amazing. You need any graphic design work done? Go check out Rob Day Five Nine on anything. Just go find him, and he's actually going to be on uh, this is Brendan this week. So I think that is Thursday, Friday. I'm not sure. Go check out Holden Holden Albright's Instagram stuff because it is fun it's just really fun watching the i'm get really getting into the instagram lives with holden holden albright um travis moore and way the wanderer wade allen i'm just digging watching those i will pop in every every, every so often and check what's going on there there and i just want to say thank you very very much to water x for coming on i know he's a busy busy dude who's hustling it in and killing it with not one podcast, but two podcasts right now. He's he also started started a, well, a morning show, which we do talk a, well, about here. And I just want to say thanks for listening, guys. And I will talk to you on the back half. Good morning, good evening, good night. How is everybody doing today? Welcome back to Gilmy Talks. This is this is Gilmy again. And on the line, I have the one and only Rex, the Boot Atkins, on the show, also host of. Oh damn! I'm 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 actually stumping now. What your help? <laughs> <laughs> What's what oh. we do? We do what you talking boot or black ball? Oh, what you uh, what you you talking about a boot? <laughs> it's such a horrible oh, horrible I, name for a podcast. I, I got I, it from Asylum. I, I came ha- up with it, so he's <laughs> taking the blame. I have been practicing saying that all day. <laughs> walking that round no, of work. I watched Holden on oh, his podcast. He did the same thing. He's like, "What you what you talking about?" I don't. He's like, "I don't know if I'm saying it right, but let's check it out." <laughs> it's, so it's called "What You Talking Boot." What you talking boot? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I might change it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I I actually like the name, and it matches you. I just can't. I it it doesn't roll off the tongue well. It just no, it doesn't. <laughs> But, um, just like uh, band, band, I compare podcast names to band names. Like, when I say Red Hot Chili Peppers, everybody yeah. knows what I'm talking about. That is a stupid name for a band. I love them, but it is a stupid name. Yeah. It's just, um, all, it, it's all, all in the social context, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well... First, uh, first uh, question: um, What is your what is the moment that actually got you interested in professional wrestling? So the exact moment's tough to call. I can't. I remember my first image of wrestling was Hulk Hogan uh, coming down the aisle, but but it wasn't until years later. Like I remember as a little little child, like a toddler, I had like the LGNs and stuff, and and uh, I remember seeing him. But it wasn't until probably mid nineties, Michael's heart, that era. I was hanging out with my older cousins who were basically like brothers to me. And I really only started watching it cause I looked up to them. They were all older than me. So I just wanted to do what they were doing. 
Uh, so it was mainly, yeah, somewhere around that time when I, maybe Iron Man matched that time frame somewhere in there is probably when I started watching. Oh, yeah, because uh, my first, like, I started watching uh, in the Wrestle, WrestleMania 3 hype and, like, Andre Hogan, it was everywhere at that time. Yeah. But I think the Iron Man match between uh, Michaels and Hart is what made me a wrestling fan. Like, a diehard fan compared to a uh, casual being like, oh, this is cool. Where that match, I'm, I, I remember watching it and I watched every second of it that the first time. Like, I didn't leave the room. I didn't, no pee break, no nothing. And that was 60 minutes. And I think it was like 11 or 12 at the time. Maybe a 10. Yeah. But, yeah, it was definitely different for the time. Oh, it was... Uh, it was one of those matches that um, changed changed wrestling as a as a as a whole. I think. Yeah, it definitely solidified a big change from like the Hogan era into what was going to become. You know, you see all the guys that came after that, right? Like all the guys who were coming up at that point and probably looking up to that type of wrestling, like the you know Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero's, all the that would come in later years. Technical wrestling definitely went up. I don't know if that's what. That definitely didn't uh, go into the next boom. I think that was probably Steve Austin and the Attitude Era, all that type of stuff. But but it definitely uh, improved, I think, overall wrestling as a whole because there was a lot more guys looking at their actual wrestling abilities opposed to just big characters and stuff like that. Okay. No, because the 80s, it, the characters were, were... The character was king back then. There, You didn't have the... Uh, the super indie in, indie style yet you had the with the big guys and and it was it was fun watching a a clothesline and a finishing move as a a DDT and you're like oh my god he just dropped him dropped him on his on, on his head and head then you had the face. one crazy match which was featuring Dynamite Kid that everyone was like what the heck like that would still be okay today it would be cutting edge today anything he was doing but oh, yeah. it wasn't every match it was one guy on the card who was doing that stuff and i still think to this day there's so many talented people out there that's hard to change at this point there's just too many guys who are great at that style but it would be great to have a show where it is a lot of different type of wrestlers and characters and you have that one guy who can do that super indie crazy style like a ricochet or something oh yeah because and ricochet is a he's a once in a lifetime athlete i i I think there's nobody else out. There's there's nobody really out there what what he can do. There's people that can do stuff like him, but yeah, I I I can really watch watch that guy all day. It just and that's that's saying a lot considering yeah. what you see on TV today. How how much uh, effort they're putting and how many things they're doing in a match, which mm-hmm. any old timer would be like, this is garbage because every match is doing all this crazy stuff. Right. But the fact that he's able to stand out above all of that means that he yeah he must be pretty damn special because <laughs> oh, yeah. they're doing everything nowadays in every match so and there's and right now wrestling there's so many different styles and different types you got your uh orange orange cassidy all the way to zach 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 saber jr like probably one of the best grapplers ever so right and it's just craziness actually can well can you possibly describe your own wrestling style um yeah i think the easiest way to because it's hard to see yourself from the outside but i know who i watch and who i study uh the most and i don't think that i try to to act like them but i definitely steal (laughs) essences of different people and if i had to pick a mix i would probably say a little bit of fit finley with some stan hansen mixed with uh, maybe some tenure, uh, older tenure, not young tenure. Like I'm talking grizzled, angry old man tenure. That's uh, <laughs> my favorite style. I like anything that's rough and simple. I like simple, uh, you know, seeing a guy just take a punch and go down because it was just so unexpected or just hard-hitting stuff that the crowd's going to feel. Uh, I'm used to working in smaller venues with, you know, less than a thousand people. So maybe I wouldn't be the best guy for a big arena, 
but in a small room, you're going to feel everything I do, and it's going to be a rough and tough uh, style. Now, in the last couple years, I was trying to be a little more agile, trying to do some different stuff to stand out, just trying to break out of that shell of just being a bruiser. Uh, and because of that, now my knees are shot, my back's messed up, I'm too fat to be doing all that stuff, I, I think. So I might be, now that I'm getting kind of back into it, I think I'm going to be switching back to a little more of a, a, a rougher uh, ground-based style. Oh yeah, because as a fan, I think what, seeing U.S. shows, you do stick out when you are the bruiser. That is one of the things that I, I like watching you do because there are, you have a very distinct look compared to all of the, the, the other guys. You look like you're the badass who's going to walk in there and just fuck somebody up. That's it. Perfect. You Perfect. look That's exactly like what that I was guy. Going for. Yeah. Um, you, you look like that guy. So why would that guy try to do moonsaults or try to do flying this or, or a hurricane runner or something like that? You don't, yeah. you, you don't need to be doing that stuff. Why am I lecturing a wrestler on what to do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what, though? You're, you're absolutely right. It's, oh, uh, God. it's something I struggle with. Try, yeah. You're always trying to say, stay a little different. Mm. And I think the reason, like, for a while there, I was doing a 619 all the time. And the reason for that was uh, originally it was going to be for a gimmick because I was going to do switch my gimmick more to the working man thing again. And I was going to do uh, the 925 as, uh, as a working man would, right? And oh, I was yeah. going to do the 619. So I started yeah. doing it. And it, it was just so shocking to the crowd because they're used to seeing me be a big, tough, redneck kind of guy, lariats yeah. and big boots. And, and so when I hit a 619, the crowd would go nuts. And I thought, man, that's a great way to lead into a finish because even if the crowd's not with you, a big, fat redneck hits a 619, they're, they're back, they're awake, they're ready for the finish. So it was always a good, easy go-to. But at the same time, it's almost like a cheap pop. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Just... It's yeah, it's like saying the whole thing. Like, I I would say keep that in the back the back back of your pocket, break it out yeah. once in a while. And special occasions. <laughs> and yeah. Well you did bring something up which uh I got a couple uh write in uh, write in questions here which actually works on you this. Uh Wade from Wade Allen. Which yep. which gear has been your favorite looking? And most comfortable to to <laughs> wrestle in, and this one's from Holden Albright, Albright uh, Brendan Call 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 yeah. Caulfield. I I'm, yeah, I guess Caulfield. I'm terrible with names, and everybody. Holden Albright. Holden there you Albright. go. Holden. There we go. And his is pretty 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 close there. What is your favorite entrance gear you've ever 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 worn? So, for me, my favorite gear. Uh, and I'm going to make that a point. My favorite gear is just a pair of plain black trunks and a pair of wrestling boots, just regular wrestling boots. Uh, and the reason I like that the most is because it's the easiest to perform in. It's some of the stuff I've worn is super difficult to perform in. I wore cowboy boots for a few years, and I don't know how Diener did it for a decade because I did it for two years. And it's my ankles are torn up. Like, it's just the worst choice for a wrestling boot. Um, but yeah, pair of plane trunks, wrestling boots. I feel free. I can move around. It's great. Now, to add to that, everyone else's favorite gear is that stupid dinosaur singlet with the T-Rex on the front for T-Rex Atkins. That's everyone else's favorite. I remember Ethan Page said never stop wearing that. He was pissed when I stopped wearing it. And uh, yeah, so I know everyone else likes the T-Rex singlet, but plain black trunks, that's my, uh, my pick. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I loved when you wore different color boots. I think you had one white and one black for a little bit. Was that you? No, what I did is, uh, that's actually still what I wear now, is okay. uh, I have one black boot. I, have, I wear just black trunks, black everything, and then I have one red boot. There you go. Reason being, my finish is the boot, so it's kind of an easy self-explanatory thing. My thought process on that is that, like again, I'm working in venues. For the most part, in the last two years, three years, all I've been doing is Northern Canadian tours and holiday camps in England. So all these places, it's just kids. Kids and no TV, no nothing. So they have nothing to go on. When you show up, it's always your first time there, unless it's a two-nighter or somewhere or if they come every week in the holiday camps. But for the most part, you have to assume that this is their first time seeing you. 
So when I come out and I'm stomping that one red boot, and the, you know they they get with it, my music chants boot in it, so they kind of it's easy, self-explanatory, and you don't need promos and and along you know every week on Raw to get this over. It gets over right then, right there, and that equals uh, better merch sales, <laughs> basically, because you have a pre-built-in gimmick, and I owe all that to Cody Deaner. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's him who taught me that. And personally, I'm a huge, huge fan of Ed, of Ed Adiner, uh, both professionally and and personally, because he, yep. uh, yeah, he main evented the charity show I did. So <laughs> I, I do, I do got to ask, where did you first uh, train or find out I can do this wrestling thing? So that one is an interesting one. Uh so, okay, what was first? Let's go to high school. High school, grade 10. Sorry, American listeners, 10th grade. Uh, I, I remember getting a message. I, I started watching wrestling at Neo Spirit in Niagara Falls at the Polish Hall. Fast forward to grade, grade 10, and uh, I remember Derek Wilde was going to do a camp, like, out of his garage or something. And it was like super cheap, it was like 500 bucks. And, you know, so I sent the email and sure enough, I get it back. And at that point, it was like the best day of my life. I'm like, I'm going to be a wrestler. Derek Wilde's going to train me in his garage. Amazing. I can't wait. And then sure enough, it fell through. Didn't happen. So I was like, oh, man, let down. Again, maybe a year later, uh, Neil Spear was holding tryouts at their gym. Go there, get the crap beat out of me. Like, I'm talking, my boxing trainer dropped me off when I left there. My chest was purple with, like, blood underneath the skin. Like, just, they beat the crap out of me. But I passed, and I was into it. And my boxing trainer picks me up, and he was, like, so mad when he see my chest. He wanted to go inside and, like, hit people, like, bite people. Uh, so, sure enough, I get through. I'm pumped. That place closes. <laughs> like, literally the next month before I can start up, closes. So, then, uh, at my boxing club, Nick DiCarlo comes in. I don't know if you know who Nick DiCarlo is, but he was a wrestler for uh, Maple Leaf Wrestling. He was an old-timer, and he came in. He showed me a few things, you know, a couple holds, how to lock up, stuff like that. And then he went to a local uh, show. I think it was, again, Neo Spirit, or maybe at that point, like a New Vision or something like that in Wellender, Niagara. And he's seen what wrestling was like uh, now. And he, he was not a fan. He said, uh, I don't like that Mickey Mouse bullshit. I'm not helping anyone get involved with that. It's garbage. It's not wrestling. And uh, he bailed on me there. Next guy comes through the boxing club is a wrestler from Buffalo who uh, happened to be living in Canada in my little hometown of Crystal Beach. And he was there because he married uh, a Canadian girl who was also a wrestler. And uh, he came in. He hadn't been wrestling for a few years. His name was uh, Blackjack Phoenix. And some people like him, some people hate him. <laughs> He's, I'm not sure if he was eligible to be a trainer. I don't know anything about his history, but I know that he came in and he, he was out of wrestling with a bum knee and he started showing me a few things. And the more he was doing, the more he felt good. And then my buddy Joel, uh, bad boy Billy Brooks, he wrestled for about a year and a half. He started training with me and we were training in a boxing ring, like a floor model, just a canvas over concrete. Ropes going to the walls, and that's where we learned how to bump on concrete. That's where we learned how to lock up, do all those moves. And then we used to go down to the beach, uh, which is about half a kilometer down the road, and that's where we learned in shallow water how to take back suplexes, how to take the regular uh, back body drops, anything, any kind of big flip bump. We learned how to do that all in the water, uh, which was the most bizarre. Now when I tell people that, they're like, you, you got trained at the beach? <laughs> like... So basically, that's where I got my start. It was with uh, Blackjack, and it was in all the first shows they did were all like South Buffalo shows, just little bingo hall shows and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so that was where I got my first start. And then from there, just went to different places and trained and learned more and wrestled more. And I'm just going to tell you, I'm, I'm born in Welland, Ontario. So all these places oh. you're, well, you're mentioning, I'm like, I know all these places. <laughs> yeah, man, you're a Niagara boy. I am. Uh, that's why I moved to London. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm still in Niagara Falls. It's, I didn't get very far from the beach. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Falls is up here, Welland. And it just yeah. keeps... <laughs> I'm glad you see it that way. <laughs> oh, man. It's uh, my dad who grew up there. It's the armpit yeah. of Ontario. It should be on their sign. It really should. 
it, and I love my family there, but please move. Um, <laughs> Come on, I miss. You know what I miss? I miss when the Seaway Mall was booming. Oh, that, that was place was mall. big, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now it's, the, it's dying now. But. Oh yeah. Uh, remember when the movie theater had only two movies playing at a time at the Seaway Mall, but the theater was the biggest theater I've ever seen. Yeah, actually, to be honest with you, I take my kids to the Seaway Mall to go to the movies when it's open. Yeah. Uh, because they're actually the best Cineplex in Niagara. There's only mm-hmm. two of them, I think, actually now. But the point is, they, they have all, like, the deluxe seats with the yeah. recliners and, yeah. and all that stuff. They're actually the best one. But that's the only positive thing I have to say about Welland, Ontario. Uh, yeah, they had a good uh, theater. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you more of a fan of the... Uh, the old school promos, or are you more of a fan of the GIF, uh, the the fancy clips as as they're going on at Twitter, um, the the little three second 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 video of somebody doing a crazy move that Marco stunt perfect example the because of a three second clip he got signed to a uh, a AEW it went viral. People did did a campaign to get 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 this kid signed there, and they found him. And it's, I personally, I'm I'm an I'm an older guy. I prefer promos and the build and the storytelling compared to hey, look, I can do this huge flip. Yeah, I mean, I'm not quite sure how those two things relate. Um, for this quite like I'm not quite sure. Maybe I don't understand, but oh no. Uh, I oh, get, like, I, the, uh, I missed I messed up the question. I wrote I I read two questions at once. Oh, did you? <laughs> okay. Well, I heard what you're saying. I was like, ah, those seem like two different things. But I don't. <laughs> Damn it! I'm sorry. I have been up since four this morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm not judging. Oh, uh, okay. I thought I was uh, out of the loop. I'm like, man, I'm really haven't been in the wrestling for a while, and maybe I'm so out of the loop that I <laughs> this guy's he's talking circles around me. I don't know what the hell is going on in wrestling now. Uh, no, what um, the modern the modern thing where the gif where the gif is where you yeah. don't you you don't have to watch a full match match anymore to get your name out there. You just got to do one one year, one year thing. That's what I'm I'm talking about the gif men men yeah. So what I'd say about that is I just watched um, a short clip of Ricky Morton hitting a Canadian destroyer. Wow. I also the same week watched uh, a full length match with uh, the NWA World Champion. What's his name? Nick uh, Aldis. Yes, I'll, yeah. Versus Ricky Morton. Okay, I watched the full length match, which on paper I would say this is going to be not great. Like it, Ricky's way past his prime. And the way they went into the match, I was thinking I wasn't going to like. So I'm like they're treating Ricky like he's an actual threat, when it should be like he's going to walk over him. And Ricky might actually put up a fight, and then there's the story, right? But you know what? They went, I don't know how long they went. It was 20 minutes or something. It was a full-length match. Yeah. And it had me invested the entire time. Ricky hasn't lost a beat when it comes to selling. He had me full in, full believing. And I, I've been a wrestler for 15 years, and I was still kind of sitting there, like, fully intrigued in the match. No crazy moves, no crazy anything, no Canadian destroyers. And, uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed the full-length story they told versus the short clip of Ricky Morton hitting the uh, Canadian destroyer. So I would lean more towards, you know, full length uh, storytelling versus clip culture, yeah. which is taking over wrestling. But I think, I, and I think we can have both. I don't think that it has to delete one or the other. No. I think you can get a mix of everything, right? Yeah. Uh, because, and I like asking that, that question to, to wrestlers because one, uh, I kind of, need to rephrase it um, <laughs> and it just I like seeing the wheels the wheels turn because it's one of those things that's just like I have no idea hmm just get uh, people people uh, people uh, uh, thinking yeah for sure and the wanted to ask ask about the England uh, the is it England or English? Uh, the holiday shows. I have heard. Uh, I have heard about them. I have never seen anything from these. I have no idea what they're about. I've just heard some uh, 
stories about it. Can you kind of explain what these are to uh, to a well, this simple Canadian boy? <laughs> so for you, uh, yeah. Shirkston Shores. Oh, yeah. You been there? Okay, you're a Niagara boy. Shirkston Shores, it's out in Shirkston, Ontario. Yep. It's like a uh, trailer park slash uh, getaway place, and they have a big uh, pavilion where they have live entertainment and bands and stuff, and you can drink and order food and all that. Well, in England, they have a bunch of those all over the coast, and they're basically like the getaway, right? It's it's a lot yeah. of money to fly to Cuba or, or somewhere exotic from England, mm-hmm. right? So they have all these parks that are more affordable, and people go there, they vacation there, they, they own trailers and stuff there. And uh, the same thing, they have like different entertainment buildings where they hire uh, acts, comedians, musicians, and wrestling. So for years, uh, the holiday camps, which I'm sure if you listen to William Regal or any of those old uh, older British guys talk, from, they've been going for years. They, they did them back in the day and they're still happening today. So what they are is they just bring in wrestling every week, same night. And if you own a company, let's say, you, you know, you go to this town on Wednesday, the next town Thursday, the next town Friday, and you do it all week. And they're biggest, obviously, in the summer. Uh, you can go over there and wrestle sometimes two, three times a day, three different shows uh, a day. And uh, that's a ring up, wrestle, ring down, drive, ring up, wrestle, ring down, you know, three times a day. So it, it really adds up. And that's what the holiday camps are. It's just for the people staying at the resort. Uh, mostly, again, mostly kids, families, stuff like that. So it's very ABC wrestling, good guy, bad guy. Uh, and when I was there, I worked for a company named Mega Slam, which I had a great time with them. I also worked for uh, Brian Dixon uh, in All-Star Wrestling. That's probably the more famous one from the past. Um, and, yeah, it's, I, I, would, I would compare it to uh, the northern tours here ran by, say, Tony Candelo or Chris Thorne, uh, where they go up to the uh, First Nation Reserves all over Canada, and they do shows, and again, for all kids and families and stuff like that, and then you wrestle every single night. And it's a great place. I always say this. They're both great places if you're just starting and you want to get a lot of reps in and you want to really perfect your footwork. Not so much, you know, your moves and stuff, because your moves don't really matter. It's more about telling stories. Uh, but if you want to, I can tell right away if a guy works every night or if he works once every weekend, just by where he is in the ring, where his feet are going. If he's, you know, there's, I can get right into it, but you can just look at his feet and tell if he works every night or if he's a weekend warrior and those tours will make you a full-time professional wrestler. Uh, the, the holiday camps will make you a full-time pro, uh, I had another point. I lost my train of thought. (laughs) But yeah, so that's basically what the holiday camps are. It's uh, somewhere you can go work full time. Oh yeah, so yeah, good for young kids. uh, First starting out in the business, getting the reps in. Or for guys like me who uh, didn't make it and just need to pay their rent, it's also a great place to go work so you can actually make money every single night. And actually, uh, I think this one actually kind of uh, fits in. Uh, this is from a question from Tom Tom Martin, aka the Cadet, aka the yeah. host of Talking Talking with Tom. But uh, number one mistake or thing he would that you would will correct that he sees young guys doing right now, and oh, uh, two parter. And when do you plan on wrestling the Cadet? <laughs> <laughs> So, when you started that question, I already had my answer. Now it doesn't fit because I'm not starting right now. Um, I was going to say, just ask me about anything I did the first 10 years in the business. (laughs) (laughs) I made every mistake possible. Uh, Starting now? I don't know. Like, I find the guys now are so much better, so much faster than I was. Or than anyone was when I was first starting. Like, I've seen guys start wrestling. I remember like when Kobe Durst started wrestling or Mark Wheeler, these guys just started. And within like a year or two years, these guys were like better than me. (laughs) It's like, what is going on? How are they getting so good so fast? And I think the only thing I can think of is maybe because of how much wrestling is out there. There's, it's so accessible that maybe they're just able to, uh, you know, take it in so much faster i don't know i i can't really put my finger on it but as far as mistakes guys are making now i I would tend just to kind of go back to like 
the episodes I did on my show of What You Talking Boot with, like C.W. Anderson or Ricky Morton, and just kind of listen to the way they talk about wrestling. I think sometimes people are forgetting that it is supposed to be real. And I know in this day and age, everyone's going to say, well, it's not real, everybody knows that. But it doesn't matter if everyone knows it. They still want to believe. It's the same way you know a movie's fake. You know they're acting. But you want to get into it. You want to forget about it and just get into the story of it. And I think guys just need to remember that when they're when they're doing their matches that sometimes the most pretty choreographed match it might look cool and they're working really hard and it's really like it's really uh, talented what they're doing, but sometimes it's too pretty. It's too perfect. It's not messy enough. Like that's why I love watching like Fit Finley or Chris Benoit matches where it's just rough and William Regal, just rough and tough and, and things don't look perfect. It looks like it's a fight. You know, there's really emotion there. And one guy gets pissed off in the middle of it and slaps the other one. And that, you know, that wakes people up and it gets them in. Rather than, you know, a million duck dives, do, 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 acrobat act, which is, it's, it's, it's really talented, but I think they need to really look at making every little thing count. And, and as I say that right now, I probably can't do that right now because I'm so out of shape. I'd forget everything anyways. And I wouldn't, you know, I'd just be trying to get to the end of the match, but, but yeah, that's, that would be my pick. Well, you're also talking to a guy who's only taken uh, one bump in one training class in in his entire so oh dude like it was uh i i was too excited i jumped up too high i landed on the back of my head i woke up that's actually the opposite of what most people do normally they fall on their ass because they're too scared to go back you were so excited that you went to your head (laughs) i threw my like i'm like i've been watching wrestling my entire life i know i know this never again i love it it's not for Justin. <laughs> like, one of those things where, yeah, I tried it once. And then somebody's like, oh, uh, you love it. You should uh, possibly try try going to school. I'm like, I'm 40 years old. I have trouble getting out out, out of bed some days. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And. Uh, off off the uh, wrestling topic, why why did you start a podcast? So it's been something I've been thinking about forever, and I know now everybody thinks, oh, it's a pandemic, that's why he started it. And it's, it's just, uh, timing just worked out like that. I've been, like you, a super big fan of podcasts for years. Uh, when you drive sometimes 24 hours straight, and you're driving every single night to a different town, you need stuff to listen to. So I became a huge fan of a bunch of different podcasts and uh, yeah, it's just something I really enjoy. And I've always wanted to start doing that. And like I said earlier uh, off the the air there, I, I grew up on Opie and Anthony. So I've been a huge fan of that style and that's what I wanted to create. I wanted to create a show where I can have my friends on and we can, you know, shoot the shit and have fun and laugh. And uh, that's, pretty much just it i'm just being a fanboy for podcasts i want to create one of my own that i can put my stamp on oh yeah and that is a uh one of those that's why i started a, well, a podcast it was supposed to be me and and a buddy we had all these plans and then our schedules just never masked uh, never matched and yep. my still to this day my best friend on the on the uh, on the uh, planet has never been on the show since 2016. <laughs> I'm having the exact same problem right now with all my friends. My regular crew here in St. Catharines, Niagara area, obviously the pandemic's making it difficult as well. Mm-hmm. But even when things were starting to loosen up a little bit, uh, I was trying to have, you know, Eric Kearney, uh, Ryan Swift, Jesse Beaver, Joey Paradise, all these buddies of mine in Niagara. I wanted that, that was, I wanted them actually to start a podcast with me. I wanted to have that multicast you know, multi-person cast, and it just is impossible to get us, you know, it's rare we can all get together now, so, uh, so right now I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my ass and hoping that it works out, but. Oh, yeah, and as I was saying, I am a fan of, of the, of the show. I can tell you listen to podcasts, and you know what works and what doesn't, um, and you started out with, equipment which normally people just talk into their phone (laughs) yeah i was really and even now when i listen back it's only 
we're only dropping episode eight this Friday, so yeah. it's only been eight episodes. And I listened back to like the first episode with Renee, which was basically just a little test, you know, pilot episode. And I listened to it, and I cringed because I'm like, oh my god, it's so echoey, it's so horrible, this audio's crap. And uh, and to see, I, I've noticed there's a huge change even in the first five or six episodes where I start figuring out how to use that equipment <laughs> because at first I had no idea how to use it. But yeah, getting equipment was a, a must for me because I've heard podcasts, and as a podcast listener, I know right away, even when, I remember Steve Austin's podcast, I used to listen to it here and there, and the minute he'd have somebody calling in on a regular phone line, I'd shut it off. Oh, yeah. And I just know myself how I listen. If the audio's bad, I'm not listening to it. I'm going to mm-hmm. switch and go to something else. So I didn't want to produce something that was uh, too bad. <laughs> I wanted it to sound professional enough that people would leave it on and forget that it's even playing because it sounds so easy and it flows easy and it's not piercing their ears or, or anything oh, yeah. like that. Just like um, myself, I try to I try to buy something for the show every six months. So I kind of space it out and just be like, okay, um, I got the mic. Uh, I was talking to you. I want a better camera. I want a better. Uh, I want to pick up a ring light because right now they're on sale. I think at Walmart for thirty bucks. I um, need one too, so maybe I'll yeah. go. Yeah, it's a uh, hey man. I've I've turned into an online shopper because of the pandemic. That yeah. was that was never a, never a me thing, and one thing, what do you enjoy about doing a or, or a podcast? Because for myself, it just uh, it's my my little, it's my my own little thing. It's nobody else's. I don't have to, I don't have to share it. <laughs> yep, yep. It just for for me. Um... The thing I enjoy about it is honestly having something to do because since even without the pandemic the year for me with wrestling, my body's, uh, it was really hurting all year. I had a lot of different stuff going on and, uh, I was already kind of planning on taking some time to myself. And now that it's been forced on me <laughs> to take time to myself, I find myself just yearning to be around the guys and, and the girls and everybody, everybody, everybody. Uh, but yeah, no, just having something to do that's with my friends from wrestling is what I enjoy most about it. I, I can't wait until I can kind of take this stuff on the road like you used to do and uh, go to different places and actually do podcasts on the road because then it'll give me something to do. Even if I'm not on a show, at least I can go drive to some random Ontario town and do a podcast at a venue while they're setting up or something. That'd be a great. Oh, yeah. And another thing I can recommend, um, do a podcast in the van with somebody it's a perfect like nice closed contained area at a wrestling show but if you want to want to have like a little bit of the background noise like the crashing and the ring uh get 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 a mic that's uh that has a 300 360 degree recording thing like hold on hold on write it down down. yep 360 yeah, if you want, uh, it's an ambiance thing because okay. it it will record you and your your person's voice here, but it'll yep. record all the background noise here, so the mic Perfect. edits edits itself. So That's awesome. you yeah, can still one hear. One problem it. I have with these yeah. is they they are super sensitive and they're picking up everything, like every like even like you know just yep. <laughs> little things moving around. It's super loud. Oh yeah, just like um oh and carry stress balls. Because people bang their hands all the time when they're thinking of stuff. Hey, that's a good trick right there. You're a vet, man. That's, that's a good little trick. I like that. Oh, yeah. I'll handle fidget spinners before the podcast. Yep. It's, uh, just, just give them, give them something. Hey, uh, and say, say some, something nicely. Hey, uh, why don't you hold this? Oh, okay. Squish, squish, squish. Doesn't make sound. <laughs> Keeps them keeps them occupied because some people are just get twitchy, right? Oh, for sure. Oh. Yeah. And now, let's let's get to the rest of the uh, the sent in uh, questions here. Okay. All right. I am the worst with my own phone, so. From pretty Ricky Wildy. Oh boy, here we go. Who does he like more, me or Hardbody? Wait there. Wait. Wait, there is okay. a part part two. 
from Big Ben Ortmans. I also want to know who, who he likes more, Ricky or Hard Day Body. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to say the same thing I would say to my children. Because uh, that's basically what they are. They're like my children. Uh, I love them both equally. But I love different things about them. <laughs> uh, I love Ricky, uh, his wit. He's so quick. He's so funny. Uh, I love how avid that he is about creating content and collaborating and, and doing different things with uh, the podcast, with anything. Um, Hardbody is one of the naturally funniest people I've ever met. And I don't, I've told him this to his face. I don't even know if he's trying to be funny. I think he's just, it's just, his character is just unreal. And now at the same time, he can annoy me more than anyone in the world. And he, he knows this and he does things to annoy me. There was a time he literally spit on me from a, we were in a bunk bed in Cranberry Portage, Manitoba. And we had been there for the entire day, just bored. And he was so bored that he was just trying to mess with me and get me mad. And he was on the top bunk, and he just leaned over and just slowly dropped spit onto my face. And I that was I almost murdered him. <laughs> and at the same time, I look back on that now, that whole trip that we had out there, that uh, tour for, uh, oh, I forget the name of the company. It's owned by Shadow, uh, Shadow Extreme. But anyways, uh, I look back at those memories, and I'm actually, I think of them fondly, <laughs> even though it was horrible at the time. Um yeah, I don't know. It's just I've had a lot of time with those guys, and I like them both a lot. And uh, yeah, they, they annoy the shit out of me, but they're they're my children. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I and while you were saying the entire thing, I was trying to contain a laughing fit, just uh, <laughs> as as you saw. Uh, yes. Just because even man, those two dudes is so funny, and. I'm hearing him say it in his voice in my head, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're great. Uh, after a while, uh, I need some time away from them, though, because I just find myself emotionally exhausted after two, three hours. So normally, like, if we're on a tour or something, I'll make sure I'm not in the same vehicle for too long with them, or else I'll be falling asleep at the wheel just because I'm so tired of their BS. <laughs> I'm literally tired of their bullshit that I have to switch cars and, like, wake myself up with a podcast or talking to somebody else. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for the, the Can We Talks 10? They're just 10 either-or uh, questions. And okay. just kind of a, well, a rapid-fire thing. And these are actually all sent in by my guests. If you want to send an either-or question in to Can We Talks, guys, just message me on the, uh, on the uh, socials. Or, uh, yeah, that's it. Nobody has emailed me ever, so I'm going to stop giving that out. So <laughs> <laughs> Nobody emails anymore. That's the thing. No, That's they just, just used for junk mail nowadays. Okay, and now we're going to do the Gilmy Talks uh, 10. There's just 10 either-or questions sent in from the uh, uh, listeners. And once again, if you want to get your questions on Gilmy Talks, guys, just message me through, through any of my socials or sites. It'll pop up on on my phone and it'll it'll distract me at work. Well, it's all good. Uh, uh, first one: Judas Priest or Iron Maiden? Oh, I'm getting a lot of heat for this. Um, neither. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a metal guy. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not. Yeah, I don't okay. know enough about either band. What is your background? Your preferred background uh, of a, a, a music? Because I have hip hop, I have country, I have. Uh, yeah, I got, I'm. Uh, I got some I'm, I'm, uh, back. I can listen to anything. I'm not really picky, but like I would definitely lean towards um, old country. You know, seventies, eighties, outlaw country stuff like that. Uh, modern country. I'm not going to listen to like the pop. I'm not going to listen to the radio much. No. But I'll listen to, you know, Chris okay. Stapleton, Sturgill Simpson, the old time guys. I like I, blues. I, got, I like rock. Uh, I I got one. I I got one there for you. Uh, Hank Williams or Johnny Cash? Oh, that I'm going to get more heat on this one for anybody who likes country because <laughs> how do you not say Johnny Cash? I mean, it's Johnny Cash. But if I had to say who I'm listening to more in my life, uh, it was probably Hank. Oh wait, 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 wait! Hank Williams or Hank Williams Jr. 
Either, either. Uh, uh, out of those, I'm listening to Junior more. Okay. Uh, yeah. But Cash, uh, you got uh, that's a tough one, man. Oh yeah. If, if because... it's between Hank Williams Senior and and Johnny Cash, I'm going Johnny Cash. Yeah. But if it's between Junior and Cash, I definitely listen to more Hank Junior than uh, yeah, Bocephus for sure. And I'm a huge, huge fan of the third. So. Oh, oh yeah, you know what? You know what's funny? Renee Dupree loves Hank the Third. Oh, and cool. every time we ride together, we have to listen to either Wheeler Walker Jr. or Hank the Third for the entire ride. Oh. Like it must have been those pills. That song we listen to that on repeat <laughs> for like twelve hours straight. It's, I, I I don't even think I can listen to it anymore because it's just. Oh yeah, because uh, and I just love how three generations, huge musicians. Three totally different guys. It's not like one guy's one guy's trying to sound like his dad or his grandfather. And I just know I never want to meet Hank Williams third at a bar. Just never. (laughs) Never. It'd be a wild time. (laughs) Just because I would end up in the snow without socks again and I don't want that. (laughs) It's a terrible it's a terrible time. You're we we Yeah. Anyway, that's a story that's a story for another show. Uh Oh, God, was that only question one? <laughs> that was it. That was it. All right. Burger or hot dog? Burger. Oh, man. There... How come nobody has made a fancy hot dog yet? Well, they try. There's those gourmet hot dog places, and I, I'm okay with that. But my problem with the hot dog is I'm not great at eating them, especially if there's a lot of stuff on it. <laughs> if, uh, if there's a lot of stuff, I'm going to make a mess. Burger, I can kind of get it surround it encompass it and just eat it without making it on my shirt uh but a hot dog yeah it's just too difficult for me to eat uh coke or pepsi uh definitely coke i'm a diet coke guy all the way i can't i've never liked diet coke but i'm a coke zero guy it just okay i have no yeah, idea for why me it's just but... it's not even anything to do with sugar or anything like that i just always drank diet coke and uh, I'm just so used to it that it's easier now. When I even if I have a Pepsi, if it's just the only thing available, uh, I don't even like the way like it feels in my mouth. Like it makes my teeth feel weird. Like it's yeah. not. It's just a totally different experience. Yeah, it leaves that weird coating feeling. Just yeah, like, completely. Yeah. I don't know what that is with Pepsi, but yeah, my teeth have like a coating, almost like a squeaky, yeah. waxy feel to them. Uh, I worked at Taco Bell for I I was a restaurant manager for 20 years before my current job, and. Mm-hmm. I drank Pepsi and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't drink any of the products there. I just, I was a, I was a Coke guy, and it was just like, hey, I, I'll have some iced tea maybe. No, just even, I don't know what it is. Maybe the sugar levels levels are totally different on all the products, but. Granted, you can tell from my body type that I'm not very. I'll, I'll drink Pepsi. <laughs> I'll, I'll drink whatever is available. I'll eat whatever is. If the hot dogs are all that they have at the catering table at the show. I'll eat three or four of them, but it's just not my choice. But yeah, oh. well, I did have a prof- professional hot hot dog card out here in mind. So, um. <laughs> all right, uh, cake or pie? Definitely pie. I'm not a cake guy. Even at birthdays, uh, I'd prefer like an ice cream cake if it's going to be cake, which isn't really cake at all. No. But uh, yeah, definitely pie. Oh uh, man, yeah, I am not uh, not 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 a cake guy my lovely wife makes me a pecan pie every single year which is my favorite thing it's like a giant butter tart yep (laughs) and that's that's why uh you know what actually if it's uh i'll I'll eat coffee cake i like coffee cake that's about the only one that i'll really get into it's a little more dense yeah uh something like that yep now i want coffee cake (laughs) yeah (laughs) i haven't had coffee cake in years i would love a piece of coffee cake oh Oh, slippers or barefoot? Okay, so barefoot uh, for years, but recently uh, I, I bought a pair of moccasins. We went up to Dorset, Ontario, and they got a little shop there that sells all uh, handmade moccasins and stuff. And now that I've been wearing those, I, the, I'm definitely a slipper guy, I think. I, I wear those all around the house. It's easy because they also got a rubber sole, so if I got to jump outside quick, uh, I just like that. But yeah, definitely that. Slippers. I think it's once I hit 35, I became a slipper guy. Love them. <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah. I got like by my balcony door right there. I got three pairs. 
sunglasses or hat? Both, man. Uh, I need sunglasses, like I said, from all the years of being on the road driving. Uh, they're essential. You need them if you're going to be doing long haul trips. Um, yeah, and the hat. I mean, I'm going bald, so I definitely <laughs> need to cover that yeah. up too. Uh, but yeah, if I had to pick for sun, the, the block sun, I'm definitely going shades. Oh, yeah. And the reason I'm wearing a hat, I haven't had a haircut since March. And I'm just kind of <laughs> not going bald, but I just need to yeah, figure, just, figure yeah, something yeah. out. Humble break there, pal. Keep uh, showing oh, me your yeah. hair. Oh, yeah. We're good. <laughs> hey, man, I'm 40 <laughs> oh, and yeah, I got a... eight years older than me, yeah. Hey, I got yeah. a full head of, head, head, head of hair. It's yeah. the... Oh, man. Dude, it's I'm just... growing it in right now. My whole thing right now, I'm like, okay, well, we're not doing a lot of shows. I'm going to kind of reinvent my, my look, which isn't really reinventing at all. I'm just going to try and get a little beefier, a little thinner in the gut, and grow my hair enough to comb it over so that I can be uh, Ontario Anderson. <laughs> Double, double A E H A, uh, and I want yeah I want to totally do the I want to rip off Arn Anderson's look so. Oh yeah, because well, Arn Arn has a great look in the friggin' eighties, man. He stuck out. Oh he for did. sure, yeah. Uh, uh, ooh, face or heel? So now, I loved heel. Okay, yeah. do you oh, want to add something? Just. For yourself, yes, because not just which one do you prefer, but... Oh, yeah, that's how I took it. That's that's what I thought you meant. (laughs) Um, So, for years, heel, because I I was a weekend warrior. And the role of being a heel, I love the interaction with the crowd, uh, and I really hated faking being a lovely, personable person all the time. A lot of times, I'm not in the mood (laughs) for that, and it's a lot easier. But... In recent years, doing the tours, doing the camps, I really fell in love with being a babyface. Um, it's something that it, it takes a long time for people to learn how to really, truly be a babyface. It took me a long time to realize I can smile in the ring and that the crowd ex- enjoys that. And that when you're wrestling a guy like a pretty Ricky, who's being goofy and being silly, and he's standing across the ring from a big tough guy who's just mad the whole time. The guy who's supposed to be the good guy, the big tough guy, looks like an asshole because he's just pissed off and annoyed and whatever. And really, he's the straight man who really is acting like the heel. When someone's like that in the ring with me, I laugh with the crowd because especially Pretty Ricky because he's hilarious, right? I'm laughing with them until something happens that gets me going and we start really working. But yeah, I love being a face. Obviously, the merch sales is another big reason uh, when I was primarily living off of wrestling. I had to be a face. Oh, yeah. I had increasing my, my wage, uh, and I had to make myself more valuable to that company, which at the time was CWF for the most part. And by learning how to be a face, watching guys like Ricky Morton, watching Ricky Steamboat, watching you know the great baby faces, uh, I learned how to sell and how to have fun with the crowd. Even Shawn Michaels, you know, he's... He's not afraid to be a little goofy sometimes, and you know. Um, but yeah, being a babyface is by far now my favorite thing. Uh, clean shaven or facial hair? Oh come on! <laughs> you have to ask, dude. If I shave this thing off, I have no. Ch- I look like when Homer Simpson shaves his goatee off, and he's just that bare face with no chin. That's exactly what it looked like. It's horrible. My kid, I was telling you earlier, my kids hate it. Uh, my spouse hates it. It's just embarrassing, and I can't walk. Like I was so happy. I shaved it off for November, and uh, man, I was so happy that we had to wear face masks everywhere because I was so embarrassed of my own face without a beard. So yeah, I have a big facial hair. I love facial hair. Uh, it completes my face. Not that I'm beautiful with it, but it definitely <laughs> improve, improves my look. So yeah, facial hair yeah. all the way. And once again, to all the guys who can actually grow beards, I am very, very jealous. Um, and <laughs> all right. Shower or bath? Shower. shower. What are you, who do you think you're talking to here? Come on. <laughs> no, I'm not an MC hard body. Come on. Oh. <laughs> I'm taking showers. <laughs> I am a six-foot dude who will cram himself into a freaking tub. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> you know what it is with me? I, I think, uh, I don't know if it's blood pressure or just body type or what. I get too hot. Like, even in oh, a yeah. hot tub. I, I overheat so quick. I got to yeah. get out or I'm going to pass out. So I, I really don't like being too warm and, and 
totally covered by hot water. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, showers all the way. Oh, yeah. Pirate or Viking? Hmm. I don't really have a lot of knowledge of either. Um, I like Hook. That was a great movie. I like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. That was fun. I never watched that TV show, Vikings, or whatever it's called. Oh, it's actually really good. Like, Is if it? You, <laughs> if, if you don't care about Vikings in any way, shape, yeah. or form, watch Vikings. It has a fantastic story. That's the, Okay, that's so right the, now I'm going to go Pirates, but... Thing. But you know what? Maybe I'll watch that show, and my opinion will change. Maybe I'll be a Viking. Um, and my dad actually got me onto the show because he's like, "Hey, you like really fucked up shit? Yeah, <laughs> you should watch this." Okay. And now I'm uh, waiting on season four for to come on a streaming streaming service because what streaming service is that on? In Canada? Uh, one two three is on Netflix right here now. Okay, but, all right. And then number four is going to be on either Crave or HBO Max because it's a History Channel show, so it's weird. Okay, yeah. well, that's good. I got both services, so I'm okay. good to go. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. Or watch watch one 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 episode and be like, what the hell was this guy talking about? But, is it a slow burner? Does it take a while to get going? Um, The first season, it did. And then okay. it's one of those, after episode four, you're... You're absolutely hooked. You're like, I need to know everything okay. about all these people because it's such a character-based show. Yeah. And it's and it's an on. There is a star, but there, it's in total ensemble cast. Like everybody has something to do. It's not like somebody standing in the background and no, no. Everybody has their own story, which is kind of it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And number ten, last but not least. And once again, if you want to hear a crazy, crazy rant about this, guys, go check out the Tyson Dukes episode. Toilet paper, over or under? I gotta think. Pretend I'm sitting in a toilet. Uh, beard, uh, beard or a mullet? Yep, beards. Uh, beard, beards always. Uh, I had to put googly eyes above my toilet paper roll in my house because I have issues with this. So yeah. beard, beard is good. Mullet bad. I had to explain that to the children. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, yeah, just because the way my hand's going under, I can start wrapping it that way. Yep. So the other way, it's going to, yeah, so definitely over. Okay. And, yeah, and that's that's it it for, 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 the, for the show. So please, please tell everybody where they can find your, find your, fan, your fantastic show. Okay, so basically the easiest way is just to go to whatyoutalkingboot.com because everything's there, all my social media is there. But if you want to go directly to the social media and look at stuff on there too, you can find me on Instagram at whatyoutalkingboot or Twitter at rexbootatkins. Um, but yeah, I just I would just recommend everybody go to whatyoutalkingboot.com because that's the easiest way to find it on Spotify, iTunes, you know, whatever, Stitcher, all the links are there. So Awesome, man. And once again, thank you very, very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. Hey, guys. I told you that was a fantastic interview. I absolutely loved it. And thank you, Rex, for, for coming on the on the show. Had a blast talking, talking about podcasts, wrestling, nerdy. The nerd, nerdy stuff that uh, I'm kind of kind of a bit, a bit obsessed with. Reminding you guys, go follow all, all the socials. Mine, Rex's, the OIW podcast network and all the guys on it because we are working together to just give you guys the best shows that we can and all of us are just asking each other questions and you know just collaboration over competition guys and i'm absolutely loving working with people like perfect example of that i have never been a big twitter guy twitter guy I've had maybe 20, 30 followers on there. I would just post today's funnies and that kind of stuff. Then I did a little bit of research how to get your Twitter numbers over, up, sorry, not over, up higher. And now I just passed 200 in a month. And I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Went from going from 20 to 200 and I'm just going to keep pushing and keep going on that. Uh, go check out Gilmy Talks on Instagram at Gilmy on Twitter. And also, Gilmy Talks on 
Facebook. If you need to get a hold of me for anything, message me through through any of those, and it'll pop up on my phone, and I'll get back to you quick as I can. Because uh, maybe you'll distract me at 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 work, and sometimes we all just need to need that half a half a, a, a second there, right? All right, guys. I will talk to you in a, in another week. Or if I get bored, I'll do a walk and talk or a drive and talk. It just I've been a busy, busy boy late, well, lately. Bye, guys.